0: Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today we find ourselves in a very important and significant passage for us as Soma Federal Way. In many ways, this is the passage where we get our understanding of ourselves and our name from as Paul begins to address the church, his ecclesia, as a body or a Soma of Christ. And in this, we're gonna see that God gave a diverse mix of necessary spiritual gifts to his body for unity and for the common good. So we have five points to cover today, so let's begin in prayer. Father, I know I need your spirit today. I know we, your people, need your presence today. Father, give us hearts that are being Opened to and transformed by the gospel. Give us ears to hear what you, not what I am saying, but what you want to say to your body. And God, give us the desires that you have for us to drive us and move us together as your body. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, we're going to start reading verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. Paul is addressing the spiritual gifts. Now he begins this passage by saying that he doesn't want them to be uninformed or ignorant. This is an area where the Corinthian church was actually, they thought they were really strong in. They were exercising specific gifts and they were highlighting specific gifts over the diversity of all the different gifts. And specifically for them, it was um, speaking in tongues. They highlighted that one so much above that, that Paul is coming in to correct them. But in his correction, he also gives us a vision, a, a, a understanding of how it is supposed to be. And so the first thing that I want us to see from this passage is that spiritual gifts, or the spirituals, as it says in um, verse 1, these are give, first God-given. These are God-given. Re, um, I'm going to read verse six, uh, 4 through 7. Excuse me. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then he goes on to list them in verses 8 through 10. And he says, for it is given through the Spirit. We need to see that gifts are given to different people in the body of Christ. and they are given by God. These are not gifts that we can conjure up. These are not natural abilities that we had prior to Jesus. So if you're a a friend of ours that does not yet believe in the gospel, does not yet profess faith in Jesus, I want to give you a little bit of a vision that this is what will be true of you when you profess faith, that by His Spirit, when we say that Jesus is Lord, verse 3, that we are given specific gifts by God, for the building up of his body. But these aren't natural. These aren't things that we're just good at, that we bring to the table. These are, as the scriptures say, manifestations of the Spirit. These are God given. Verse 11, they are all empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So God gets to determine the gifts and he gets to determine. The amount of the gifts. These are all given to us by God. This is His sovereignty at play. And as we look at these important factors, we have to know that there are temptations that want to draw us away. That if we believe in, we will no longer be living where God has designed us to function as the body. So the temptation when it comes to understanding that gifts are given by God, they're not natural abilities, is that we can either first overvalue our own or we can secondly desire somebody else's gifts. Look at what it says in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. These are members of the body given specific spiritual gifts that believe that others are no not necessary. That my gift is the best gift. What God has given me is the best gift. And everything that everybody else does is secondary. We overvalue our own. This is the temptation that the Corinthians fell into. And what and Paul goes on to say is, on the contrary, verse two, 22, excuse me, he's saying, no, that's not, accurate. While we want to overvalue ours, we need to make sure it's properly understood in the mix of the family of God. Second temptation with this, though, is that we could desire their gifts, whether it's the gift itself or the amount that that gift is given to them. Like I said, verse 11, it is a spirit who apportions to each one each individually as he wills. This is his desires laid out. So I can look at my own gifts mix and I can say, you know what? I don't like this. I, I I I like I see what they have, or they may have the same gift mix that I have, similar at least. And I can say, you know what? I want that much. I don't I don't like how. God has only given me this amount. of. I don't like this gift that I have. I'm gonna do everything I can to fix that, and so I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna try hard, or I'm, I'm gonna really covet theirs and try to be this. This is a temptation that I have fallen into. I see people that are gifted similarly than I, and I see the fruit of their life, or I see the way in which it changes lives, and I'm like, God, and I, I get frustrated. I'm like, God, why didn't you do that for me? Where's Where's, are you holding out on me? I, I, is, there, is there lack of love for me? Do you love them more than you love me? And so we could start to desire theirs, and we have to see that this is God in His sovereignty doing this. And it doesn't mean that you should overvalue or desire others. The amount of gift that you have and the gifts that you have are given by God in His sovereignty to do as He wills. So if we start saying, I'm not important, or I'm too important, then what we're saying is, God, you got it wrong. You don't know what you're doing. Here, let me help you out. That's, we need to repent of that, brothers and sisters. We can't say, I'm more important than others, or we can't say what they have is more important than what I have. We need to trust God in his sovereignty in his will that he has given you and us as the body specific gifts in his timing and in his ways. So first it's for the com- it's for it's God given. Secondly, gifts are given to the body for the common good. We see that in verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For parents, when you have a birthday party for your children, they're fun, they're chaotic, there's so much going on. And one of the most interesting times during a kid's birthday party is when they get to open the gifts. Now I love how if, you put, if the kids open the gifts during the party, you have them in a certain location, and all of a sudden the, the other kids start to swarm them and get closer and closer and closer to those gifts. But in response, the person who's typically, or the kid that's typically opening the gifts, what they do is they open up the gift. They love that, but what do they do with the gift? Oftentimes, at least this is true of what I've seen in my children, they wanna say, oh, this is my gift. I'm not gonna share this with you, this is mine. I'm gonna be the first one to play with it. I'm gonna be the first one that op- uh, not only opens it, but uses it because this gift is for me. Oftentimes, when we think of spiritual gifts, we don't realize that, but we think that gifts are given to us for us. When what Paul is saying here is, the gifts that are given by God are not necessarily for you. They are to be used through you. They are to be for the common good, for, as Ephesians 4 says, the building up of the body of Christ. And the temptation for us when we think of the gifts given by God is say, This is my gift. I want to do it my way. I'm gonna do it in my time. And if we're not careful, we'll say this is going to be for my glory. No longer are the gifts used for the sake of others, it's used for ourselves. It's used in our ways and in our times. It's not spirit-led. It's not Spirit-dependent where we are empowered by Him to use what we are given in the timing and ways that He wants us to, which leads to Him getting the glory. Instead, we want it to make it about us. Look at me. Look how great I am. This is similar to overvaluing us when we don't look at the fact that God has given you and me, brothers and sisters, gifts as members of the body of Christ, so that the church is built up, so that his body has grown up into maturity, which is a picture of Jesus as our head. God d- gave you these gifts, not just so that he could bless you, but through you, he could bless others. So, these are given by God. Secondly, they're for the common good. Third, each gift Is necessary. Your gifts are necessary. Look at what it says in verse twenty at the end of um, uh, excuse me after twenty one in verse twenty two. It says this. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are what indispensable. So instead of saying I have no need for you, what he actually is saying is no. Though there. Our gifts and all gifts are necessary, indispensable for the body of Christ. The temptation we have is that we um, can diminish our own gifts when we start comparing them to others. We can start to say, Oh, you know what? I don't fill in the blank. So therefore, I'm not as necessary. Oftentimes in churches, it's, oh, I, I like to be behind the scenes, so therefore that gift gets diminished. Paul actually goes into verses 21 through 26, a group of, of parts of the body that tend to be overlooked. And those tend, that tend to be overlooked, he says, that, that tend to be diminished. And for the Corinthians, that was everything other than speaking in tongues. But for, um, and he's saying, no, don't diminish those, they're actually indispensable. They, um, we bestow, verse 23, greater honor on those parts. So, brothers and sisters, you and I, all the gifts of the body of Christ are necessary. Oftentimes gifts like mine are more highlighted. Those that are in public, those that are, um, have an influence over a broader uh, part of the body of Christ. Um, And what Paul is saying is that's not the only thing that's necessary. You may have a gift, and I know you have gifts. The question is, do you diminish them or do you value them rightly? Do you think that you're a necessary part of the body of Christ? Do you walk into every time your missional community gets together and say, I am needed here that what the Spirit has given me is absolutely essential to this missional community thriving and growing up into the image of Jesus. Do you see your skills, what God has given you in manifestations of the Spirit, do you see them in our body as necessary? Now, for all of us, we have the temptation to highlight different gifts other than um, then all of them, or we, we um, put certain ones on a pedestal. And what we need to be aware of, and what we need to say is, no, certain ones aren't um, only the best. All of them are necessary. Whether, it, whether it's ones that are public-facing, or whether it's ones that are just a few-facing, whether it's externally-oriented gifts or internally-oriented gifts. All of them are necessary, which means you, brother and sister, are needed in your missional community and you are needed in Soma much way. Don't diminish our gifts and your gifts because you are necessary. So first, God, um, spiritual gifts are given by God. Secondly, they're common for the common good. Third, each one is necessary. And fourth, that um, there is a diversity of gifts. A diversity of gifts. In verses 4 through 11, Paul um, goes on and saying that there's a variety of gifts, a variety of service, a variety of activities, verses 4 through 6, all based on the triune God, Spirit, Lord, and God. So as the Father, this, as God Himself is one yet diverse, we as the body of Christ are, there are a variety of gifts. He goes on to say this in verses 18 through 20. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one. There is a diverse mix of gifts that God has given us. We see these, uh, this list um, partially in this uh, chapter twice, verses 8 through 10. We also see it later on in verses 28 through 30. We see another list in Romans chapter 12, another list in Rome, uh, Ephesians 4. All that to say is there's a diversity of the gifts in the body of Christ. And so we n- need one another Diversity is good. Now, for us, the temptation is what I'll call tribalism. You see this happen in um, missional community levels. We see this happen in uh, local church levels. But you also see this happen in movements. We, as God's people, and just people in general, have a deep desire to find our place. Where do I fit? Who are my people? In the midst of COVID, you see this happening um, more often than I had seen before. People moving to places that they feel at home, that there's people that think like them, act like them, are um, motivated like them, um, trying to find home. And the temptation is, when it comes to spiritual gifts, that this diversity which requires you to be with people that aren't like you. I mean, make it very practical for a second. There are gifts that are external focus. So you think of evangelism. There's a group of people that are primarily motivated for, um, for people that are not yet part of the body of Christ. They're thinking of multiplication, church planting. They're thinking of the lost. They're trying to do everything they can for those that are not yet part of us. And then you, and this is our missionary identity drive, if I could say it that way. But then you also have uh, the uh, gifts of like mercy and shepherding and care where they want, this is a group of people that want to make sure that those who are with us are cared for and loved and are part of it and are growing up. And there is constantly this tension between the two. Are we to be this way or that way? This is why we say missional, communities. Why? We focus on both. And there's such a draw that we want to be with people that are like us. We want to um, cluster all of them into one missional community. This also happens in churches. We want to find a church that fully thinks like us, acts like us, that votes like us. There's a draw to that. We see this um, across the church in different movements, that there's tribes of movements that all the different type of people, all the different type of gifts, are naturally drawn to that. Whether it's prophetic and charismatic, whether it's more missional in orientation, whether it's more care or teaching in orientation. Like I like this teaching style. There's this move for the, us to tribal, and what this is what we need to hear is no. We are in need of a diverse group. Of gifts. You may have and you likely have a differing opinion of people in your missional community. That is good. You may be frustrated with people that keep saying the same thing in our church. We need to do either care internal or we need to do externally. Say, wait what about the other? That is good because if we have both and we have if we are diverse We will actually grow up into Jesus, who is the head, who is the fullness of all of these. So sit in the tension. Don't be looking elsewhere for people that think like you, act like you. You need to be around people that have a diverse gift. Because not only is it good for you, because you'll grow up into Jesus... But it's good for them because they'll grow up into Jesus, and it's good for us so that we can do what God's fully called us to do. We can't separate into tribes based on giftings. We need one another. So, not only is it God given, gifts are given for the common good, each gift is necessary. Fourth, that there's a diversity of gifts. Lastly, that there needs to be unity amongst the gifts. We said it already, verse 12, just as the body is one and many members and all members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. And then verse 25, that um, God has given all these, that there may be no division in the body and that the members may have the same care for one another. In the midst of the diversity, there needs to be unity. We are one Soma. Yes, we have multiple missional communities, but we are one Soma. We are a family. We are one body. So when we think of this at the hyper-local missional community level, there is an intense need for unity. And unity not around gifts, unity not around preferences, Unity not around politics, because that's so prevalent right now. It needs to be unity around Jesus. He's the center point. We've talked, Paul talked a lot about this in 1 Corinthians 1 through 4. Unity around Jesus as the center. But this also means that we need to be interacting with one another. The temptation for unity is not necessarily division, but I think right now, It's around being alone. If there are... I can't be by myself and be fully Christian. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not saved. It doesn't mean I'm not justified by grace. That's not what I'm saying. What it's saying is, if I'm going to be part of the body, I need to be part of the body. There is a huge temptation right now to go about our faith alone. I don't a lack of need for other people. I can do this myself, especially when it comes to the gathering of God's people. With COVID, I mean, I'm in my office by myself recording this for you. You may be watching this on Facebook or exercising and listening as a podcast or driving and listening to this. And there's a temptation to think that that's enough. For so long, we've made church to be the Sunday focus where it's about, primarily and only for many, about learning and hearing a sermon. And we could think that, oh, I could do that, and now with COVID, wait a second, I could be in my pajamas by myself without having to make any sacrifice, and I could just do it alone on with much ease. Forget that. I can go and listen to podcasts and I can listen to preachers all across that are, I'll admit it, much better than me. And I can just go find my favorite one and say, oh, I I checked the box for being part of the body of Christ. I, I did my Christian duties for the day. Brothers and sisters, what we've done has only been because we've been in the midst of a pandemic. I'll be as bold to say this. Digital worship is not the church. We need physical, embodied relationships with one another. We need to be united. There's a temptation to just do it by myself, the lone ranger Christian. It's, it's higher now, I would say, more than ever before because of the ease at which I can consume Christian content. But we are needed to be with one another. In our missional communities, the intentionality of gathering together regularly as a church family to be united around Jesus, to be with one another. As we venture towards reimagining our Sunday gatherings, please don't assume that what we do right now or what we did back then is exactly what we're going to do moving forward. That's not the case. We're in a new day. We need to reimagine it, what that means to be the body in this moment. And it means we need one another, but we need to be unified around Jesus. You can't be alone and be fully growing into the image of Jesus. You absolutely need other people. But we need to be united around a diverse mix of gifts because Jesus is then at the center. So spiritual gifts, they're, the, they're God-given. God gave you gifts. Secondly, they're for the common good. Third, that each of them are necessary. Fourth, that there is a diverse group of gifts. And lastly, that these diverse are to be united in one. God gave these so that we could grow up into the person of Jesus. And brothers and sisters, there there's days coming where we're going to focus on this more. We want to equip you. We want to empower you to know your place. We want missional communities to be a team. We want to grow up into the image of Jesus. And we can't do it alone. We can't do it in our own gifts. We can't do it for ourselves. We can't diminish ourselves. And we can't overvalue ourselves. We need to have a full, robust understanding. Because that's what it means to be the Soma, the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you. You are the giver of good gifts. Thank you that you've given each of us our own gifts and the apportionment that you've given us. Thank you that it's diverse That it does it's not all the same. And but thank you that God, you're helping us be united around you as Jesus our King. So Father, help us, empower us, Spirit, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen.